Hey everyone, welcome to the Beyond the Dance Floor podcast, a place where I talk with dancers, artists, and other creatives about pretty much anything as it relates and doesn't relate to dance. I am your host, Dean, aka Razzy D, from the Filthy Feet crew out of Vancouver, Canada. Today we talk with my good friend Switch B from Toronto, Canada. He's a member of the Maximum Efficiency crew, Floor Assassins Militia. Um, he's the man responsible for a lot of the music that you hear in my YouTube videos and even the song that you're listening to right now. He's a really multi-talented guy, a great dancer, great producer, uh, and great MC. So check out the interview. Hope you enjoy it. We had some small minor technical difficulties with internet. Aside from that, enjoy the interview. Peace. Okay, we're here with my good friend Switch B. Uh, yeah, why don't you go and introduce yourself? Yo, what up? My name is Switch B. I'm from Toronto, Toronto, Canada. Part of the Floor Assassins Militia, Maximum Efficiency Crew, Netcrack. Uh, I'm a B boy, break dancer, slash MC, slash uh, beat maker, and I've been. I've been breaking for roughly 18 years now. Yeah, 18 yeah. years. That's a long time. Uh, <clears throat> okay, so I, I was kind of curious about this, but like you mentioned you you, you do like beat making and emceeing. I'm curious like how you got into that. Uh, man, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to emceeing in general, I think uh, just rhyming is something I've always been attracted to like I remember when I was in in grade school and we they give us like activities where you got to write poems and all that I my poems always had to rhyme this is something I was <laughs> had to, yeah, I don't know why but uh and then like as I got older like you know well even still when I was a kid my dad he was part of a band he's in this reggae band with his uh his good friend Mark Steele, who's my my uh, godfather, and they're in a band. So I was always just in the studio and just oh, around these guitars, bass guitars. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I was just always kind of like, man, this is dope. So in school, obviously, you play a few instruments. You know, I play guitar in school. I played the trombone, the violin. Really? Yeah, the violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then around grade 11, I had this, I had this music class, and we had to do a Japanese kabuki play and everybody yeah. in everybody in the the play had to make make a song for the play so our teacher like gave us this program to download and me and my boy middle time shout out to middle time he's in that crack but um we we made we made beats you know what i mean like i remember <laughs> we made beats and we had to use the, the japanese kabuki scale and all that so it was like <laughs> this is kind of dope so from there i was already recording like you know started recording tracks on wherever wherever i could whatever computer i could um experimented with like djing on my on my desktop in like middle school and all that and then eventually just when, when i was serious with recording i um you know i was getting frustrated with producers slacking on sending beats and all that 
And uh, one of my boys I was recording with, P. Harris, my boy Harris, shout out to Harris. Um, our garage band, he was like, I came to his house one day and he's like, yo, bro, check these beats I made. So he made, he made some beats on GarageBand and GarageBand, the setting, for most beat making programs, the setting is 120 beats per minute, right? So it was okay. like really, really fast. Like, <laughs> so he has these breaks and they're all loops, Apple loops in the program. And he found some good loops and made some beats, you know? And I was like, and he's rapping on them. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this. I tried making beats before. It wasn't that easy for me, right? I was like, yo, this guy's actually, like, these are actually decent. So I was like, yo, Harris is making beats. I got to start making beats, man. So I was like 2000, like late 2009, 2010, started making beats, man. And 10 years now, you know? 10 years, jeez. That's yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got your start with Japanese kabuki? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's actually, I, I, I didn't even that is yeah it was, it was a funny time man it was a funny time that's so crazy man um what was the what was the program that you first started using like back in grade school um well did you have to download a program yeah like there's this program called mix vibes 4 that, that <laughs> back in um like 2004 2005 mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm, I'm it's funny because you know i made a couple of mixes right mm-hmm. And I just played them in my practice. Some of my favorite tracks at the time, like Get Your Freak On, Missy Elliott, and yeah. I don't know, like, you know, Oh No by Most F, you know? And uh, we were like, <laughs> I, I, I made these mixes. And you know you know how it goes. You make a CD, you leave it at practice, and then one day you go to practice, all the CDs are gone, especially at the dance studio, right? Uh, yeah. So I lost the mix. So my computer broke down, I lost the mix. One day I'm at this one SYRC jam. So there's this um mall in toronto called scarborough scarborough town center and these have a little <laughs> <laughs> this is a legendary place <laughs> yo honestly it kind of is because there's this community center and it was called uh, syrc the scarborough youth something like that right and man's used to practice there like supernatural used to practice there natural flow correct technique like we used to get down there like it was a far trek for us but you know that's how it was back in the day you go far right so um yeah we uh <laughs> I, I was there was a battle there, so I'm just chilling. And like there was no DJ, right? So my, the homie Juice, shout out to the homie Juice. He um he just threw on a CD. So I'm hearing this, I'm hearing this mix, right? And I'm like, there's this one mix that I I did, and it was like a, it was like two Timberland songs, like Get Your Freak Out or something else. And I was just like, yo, this is my mix, you know? <laughs> I was like, yo, Juice, where'd you where'd you get this? He's like, I don't know, I just found it, you know? And I was like, that's so crazy how like. It's like sometimes music lives on because people just hear it. They're not like, oh, this is Switch's mix. It's just like, yo, I fuck with this, man. Boom, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, Scar- yeah. Scarborough, was it Scarborough Tans- Town Center? Scarborough Town Center, man. That came up because there's a oh. teacher that was here from uh, from Toronto and we joke about Scarborough. And then, like, yeah, yeah. she sent me some article about, like, Man, I uh, know there was like a live eel that was found in the bathroom or something like that. Uh, there's like, Scarborough's <laughs> kind of like, even though it's the east, even though it's the east end of the city, it's like the wild west. It's kind of like it's its own <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like where, where where I was living for a long time it was like close to area. Like I lived in Jane and Finch, which is like the infamous bad hood. That's where my pops lived. My my me and my mom lived down the street from there, and then she bought a house. 
right at Jane and Shepherd. So I was just in that area. But there's an area even more northwest of that. And but that's like the cusp of the city. That's the cusp of like Bond and Toronto, right? It's like I guess like you know Vancouver City and Burnaby is like the Oh uh, yeah. Border, okay. Right? So like there's this one block called Rexdale and it's like it's a whole different world. Just that one you know? So Scarborough's kinda like that. It's got that yeah. And you talking about like so yo bro, there's this dude named Mouse, right? Yeah. He's in a group called Supernaturals. Mouse is sick. And we were chilling at his house one day, just you know, having some drinks. And he has like a lot of he has a lot of animals. <laughs> he has a lot of animals you know, like so I went there for the first time and he's got a couple of dogs, right? He's big dogs. And I'm looking at him, there's like another dog in the back. I'm like, damn, that dog's big, you know what I mean? And it like turns around and it's a pig. Like the man is a pig, you know? And I'm like, yo. Right? So, so why does this guy have a Okay, cool. Like, you know, like birds, like just Scarborough, like just in a house on some street, you know? Pigs. Go inside. I've seen that in Vancouver. Huh? I've seen that in Vancouver, like people with pigs. I saw someone walking their pig. It was a smaller one, but yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, yo, cool. I was like, cool. You know, like, fair enough, right? Go inside. He's got like a couple snakes, scorpion, had this parrot named Fernando, you know? He'd be like, what's your name? What's your name? And he's like, Fernando, you know? <laughs> and, and then, yo, this man, he had a, he had an alligator, yo. A pet alligator, man. Like, a, I don't know. Like, yeah, how like, big? Like, <laughs> like, it was like a, like, because they grow as big as their um, environment. Oh, really? If they're, confi- if they're in a cage, they'll, they'll maintain that size. Oh, crazy. But yeah, huh. yeah, he has, I don't know, man. I'm like, there's, there's some wild people out there, you know? Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious more about, like, just growing up in Toronto and Toronto life. Like, I always think, like, <clears throat> you know, the city, like, where you come from, it really shapes you, uh, kind of helps you, mold you into who you are. And you know, Absolutely. as far as like with breaking, as far as breaking is concerned, like you still get like some sort of regional differences and stuff like that. So, so it's interesting to hear about like the place that you come from and yeah, just in general. Well, uh, like for me, yeah, I've, I've, there's been a couple times in my life that I lived outside of Toronto. Like mm-hmm. I think maybe a total of like a year, maybe there's a point in my time. But for like yeah, 29 years, I've definitely I've been in Toronto. And part of me, I lived actually, I lived almost everywhere in Toronto except for Scarborough, which is kind of funny. No. <laughs> but um, like, uh, like growing up in the nineties in Toronto, like it was a very uh, just like you know, I don't know, like I, I grew up uh, on mainly on a block called Killer Eglinton, and Killer Eglinton, there's a lot of Jamaicans, right? So. My, I'm Jamaican, you know, the whole fam, my, both my parents. You know what I mean? So it's just like everyone I grew up with, there's, you know, there's just a real taste of Jamaica in the hood. But Toronto is also very multicultural. So there's like a lot of native kids, a lot of like, you know, kids from Zimbabwe, like everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, um, Sri Lanka, China, Vietnam, like there's so many different groups yeah. of kids, you know, 
<clears throat> is, it, so, is it like people like as far as um groups i guess are they like kind of mixed really like really mixed or are they kind of like you know uh the chinese like community is kind of in this area like the the indian community is like over here and this kind of thing like little like, pockets or is it kind of just whatever toronto's so big that everybody can have their own block you know yeah everybody yeah. but like, like particularly where i grew up was like it was a mixture of like blue collar workers and and poor people right so mm. i just remember being a kid like there were so many different kids there were so many different looking kids in my class but i didn't even really like you didn't really take it in you know yeah, like, yeah. i remember there was a, yeah you know what i'm saying like there's yeah. this girl named Naz. i remember and like she's probably from Eritrea or something and i just was just like that's just nazi like, i don't even know like what she is yeah, like, yeah, it's like yeah. i also don't know what robin is I don't, like there's so many different kids right but yeah like there, obviously there's you know there's a ton of little portugals in toronto there's a ton of there's a couple of chinatowns there's like little albania little jamaica there's like a you know like an east indian uh, or east asian town like there's pockets of everything everywhere you know what i mean there's a couple of italy's yeah man it's crazy yeah Nice, nice. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah. it's all it's yeah. But it's like that with a lot of cities, though, you know. Yeah, I guess that any any big city once you get to a certain size, and if you like allow immigration, like it just happens. I think. Yeah, yeah. like Vancouver is like, I don't know. It's it's a multicultural city, but it's like kind of, I don't know, more pockets, I guess. Yeah, just my. Yeah, like, you know, for the time I spent in Vancouver, I just noticed, like, when I was, like, downtown a couple of times, so I was like, okay, downtown, there's a lot of, like, just, like, Japanese, Asian, and white folks. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it's, like, like, mainly in a lot of, like, young business people that live downtown. And then you you go out to, like, Surrey, and it's, like, Surrey's, like, Brampton, like, just a bunch of brown people, like, a it's bunch like brown of brown people, people and Filipinos. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're like, yo, right? Go to Burnaby, there's some black folks out there. So, like, I remember I taught at this one school in Surrey, and, like, no joke, it was like a all-girls, like, volleyball team or whatever. And, like, yeah, like, both, all workshops I taught all day, there was, like, no white kids, like, not even white staff. Like, it was, like, okay. all, yeah. all, you know? I was like, yo. Yeah. You know? yeah. But Surrey's, like, Surrey's a crazy place, though, because, like, in their in their school systems, like, they have dance as like a curriculum, and so like in Vancouver, all the all the good dancers, well, a lot of the good dancers, come from come, Surrey, actually yeah. come from Surrey. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I know. I, I noticed that with some of the workshops I taught out there, because there was like breaking clubs, and yeah. we do a show, and there'd be seven or eight kids that are like, "Can we get down with you?" And we're like, "Oh shoot!" Like even there was one school I remember like one of the dudes I was rolling with that like, got called out. People like like kids were calling people out, you know. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um we talked about a little bit about Toronto, a little bit about like uh your your beat making like history, I guess. Uh I was kind of curious too about like where because you're part of um MEC, Maximum Efficiency Crew. Is that the only crew that you rep? Uh, FAM, right? Yeah, yeah, FAM, yeah. Is anything else? 
Well, like, and then just Neckrack, which Neckrack isn't really a breaking squad. That's my yeah. music. Yeah, those are the only two crews I rep. Like, I was, you know, I, I was part of Stylors back in the day. Oh. I was down with, like, my original crew, Ill Manners. You know what I mean? And it's still, like, Ill Manners for life. You know, those, like, <laughs> Ill Manners pretty much got into fam. That's pretty much what it turned into, really. Oh, uh, okay. And then, like, you know, like, A-OK, that's a little, like, you know, you know, like, you, you start a couple of, like, joke-ass, like, homie crews, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I chill, I, like, anytime we're around, we're going to rep, you know what I mean? Shit like that. But for the most part, like, yeah, I really just rep Sam and MEC on a breaking tip, you know? And Le Mans, right? right and, and Le Mans, yo. <laughs> Le Mans. And but that's, like, that that's was, like what you're talking about, your little, the little groups of the home, like, yeah, homies of the yeah. It's, it's almost like it's a moment in time, you know what I mean? Like, you really capsulate that. And it's like, as soon as you said that, like, I remember, like, that story that we saw. I remember, like, me thinking I lost my passport. Like, it's just, like, everything comes back. Like, the ice yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's, like, like, in a lot of ways, like, the idea of uh, a crew. Like, yeah. you know, it's we're just in, like, a different time than when breaking started. Like, when breaking started, it started in that small area, and it was easier to have people... Like, Are we caught right, up? Say that again. Are we caught up? All right, yeah. All right. Yeah. But yeah, like the idea of a, a crew and what is a crew and that kind of thing, like, you know, we just, we're in a different time. And like, so that kind of thing takes on a, maybe a bit of a different meaning than what it did like back then. But, uh, Cause like it's way easier to connect with people from all over the place, and people travel way more. And you know we're not like kids from uh from like the ghettos. <laughs> you know like that's breaking is like everyone now. No, absolutely. And like you know I'm obviously I'm still someone that's like yo I rep my squad like it's stand for yeah. life, MVP yeah, yeah. for life. Like I'm very loyal to that. But I also realize that's like part of my era as well. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like. Like, to be honest, in, in my whole competitive career, I think there's only a handful of people I have, I've ever wrestled willingly that are outside of my crew. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't I don't frown on that now because I just feel like that's the new generation because it's like, it's not only in breaking, it's in everything competitive you see that happening now, right? Like, it's been happening from time, don't get me wrong. But it's just like, even in, like, sports like the NHL and the NBA, like, people aren't, they're not retiring in the jersey that they got drafted in, you know? Mm. People move around because they want to, you want to win. And I completely understand that because I've repped with my squad and, you know, there's been times where I've known certain people, they're not ready, you know what I mean? And I'm like, ah, like, let's, let's, let's do it, man. Let's rep the squad, you know? And yeah, yeah, yeah. sure enough, homie crashes or he gasses out and you're just like, oh, we lost that round, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. But like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it sometimes it's not even about like just winning it's like people or just as you get older sometimes you just end up living in a different city or something so it's just natural to like you're going to connect with a new crowd and a new group and like Absolutely. you know like i still i still like you i still rep my crew but and it's hard to like really connect with other people sometimes to really be like okay i'll get down with this crew whatever yeah, but yeah. like 
you know, if I always think like if you have that connection with someone, then it like kind of doesn't matter where you are and if if you see each other all the time or hang out, like if you have that uh, like bond or whatever, or, or you've developed that friendship, like it doesn't yeah. even matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but you know, I, I still yeah agree like you can't like I don't know that's a whole can of worms to get into like yeah no for sure like I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm at this point I'm just not for or against it I'm like yo if you want to jump around and rep with a bunch of people do your thing if you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know I mean? like but talk about that if 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 I win a jam with my boys, like I'm not going to be like, and this my crew, no. Uh, are we are we synced up again? So what? Are you back? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just like occasionally it like lags out or something. Are you on like yeah. I love for something? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. difference between people like chasing fame and just people naturally falling into different groups or like not necessarily growing apart from other people but like um yeah like you know there's physical distance you live in a different city or whatever and you just those are the people that you practice with and you kind of fall in with them or whatever but as long as it's like natural and a real actual connection like I mean whatever like people can do whatever they want that's that's kind of beauty. It's like, you know, you can't control what other people do, but you know, you just do the best that you can. <laughs> yeah, that's really all you Absolutely. can do. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Straight up, and you, if, you, if you're gonna go rap, if you're gonna go rap, and you want to answer a competition and you want to win, you know, you should have <clears throat> confidence and you know some type of familiarity or or at least just confidence in who you're rapping with. So yeah, yeah, yeah man, get what you need. You know what I mean. That's what I'm saying. Get what you need. Yeah. Everyone's got like different goals too and what they want to do. Like some people just want to win and other people like the win is kind of secondary to like the bond of the people that you're with, right? Rapping. Straight up. Just rapping. You know, I remember last year we entered this one, this one three on three last year called Rock Harder. And it was like me, Toby, and Beth. And the jam was long, you know? It was like I got there like three o'clock, shit ended at 11. I was like, yeah. we were, we were well tired, you know what I mean? But it was just like, yeah. every, like you know, like we were, we were there together. Though. So every time it came time to rep, it was just like, and then the finals came, and we lost in the finals. We were like, no oh, man. <laughs> what happened to our volume, man?
I'm saying? So that's yeah. just kind of Yeah, this is insane, guy. One of these days. Uh, and and my wires all tangled up, too. Yeah. All right. We're good. Yeah. Now, We're back. Coming off. Shoot. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, good times. It was good times, you know? Yeah. Um... Yeah, cruise cruise important, and like, yeah. At the end of the day, it's you know, it's just those are like your friends and stuff, you know. Ideally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, because like it's funny. I've I've met people that have jumped from crew to crew to crew, and I feel yeah. like it kind of like a lot of people when it comes to their their dancing style, to how they move in the community, you know, it, it reflects a lot of their character or their, or their yeah, personality. Yeah. So it's yeah. like if you're someone to like, you know, like when I think about certain crews and people that have, you know, they've, they've, even if they've gotten big, and part of me, they travel and rep all around the world. People that rep their their squad, they still rep their squad. They're still mm. cool with their homies. That that says a lot about their character, you know. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, and you can tell a lot about people from their actions and how they conduct themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about Toronto. And uh, I was just curious because like I'm an English teacher now, so I, <laughs> I like to learn about different slangs and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me some some Toronto slang. Some new well, I Toronto, mean, whatever. You know what's funny? Like a, a lot of the stuff that went viral with memes and all that, meme culture and all that. Like, yeah, it's funny because it's like it, it got popular recently. Like I'd say within the last maybe the last what, five years, it got really popular. Yeah. Yeah, but it's people like people always been talking about that in Toronto. Like I mentioned Scarborough and Rexdale before, right? That's yeah. really how people been talking. So it was just kind of funny to like like me and my boys. We used to clown that. Like we used to actually make fun of people that smoked like that. <laughs> yeah. we're, like ridiculous, right? But yeah, now yeah. it's a it's a real thing, and, pe- and people like Drake really popularized it, you know. But um, I mean, like I'll tell I'll tell you some classic ones and some new ones. Some, some like classic Toronto slang. And a lot of it is derivative from, or of uh, West Indian culture, West Indian. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, people would say stuff like, um, like, like they'll refer to a ghost as a duffy, right? So they refer to a what as a duffy? Ghost. A ghost? That's a ghost. A ghost. A duffy. So you'll be like, let's say you're just chilling with the man, and, like, something falls, or, like, or like the uh, you know the, the wind blows the door shut, that's just yeah. be like, Duffy, you know it's just like, <laughs> it's I don't know why I don't know why, but there's this Duffy, uh, um, oh yeah, like you know get, getting duffed out, that's getting you know pretty much box in your face, um, <laughs> you know like oh yeah you, you don't want no polys, so it's like short for politics like. So man's be like, yo, you don't want no polys, dog. You don't want no polys. That's a new one. Um, oh, nice that. That's a new one. So man's will be like, yo, I'm trying to step up to Dean still. You know, he's been talking greasy. And man's will be like, yo, you don't want to do that, man. You sleep with nice that. Well, nice it is an abbreviation of recognize, but it's just the last part. So G N I Z E. Nice. G N I Z E. 
Like, I have no interest in actually talking like this, but it's always fun to hear about the words that people use and stuff. Oh, no, yeah, no. It's it's really funny, and, you know, it's, like, sometimes it just comes out, like, you you know, yeah. like, like, I don't know if a lot of people would even guess if they never knew, like heard of me or knew who I was or I didn't yeah. say pop, people probably wouldn't assume I was from Toronto because I don't talk like a, a typical Toronto man, you know, but like, <laughs> like there's, there's actually there's actually like there's no joke. There's actually people that in Toronto, <clears throat> I'm not kidding. I'll meet from my childhood and all that. I'll catch them on the block and I'll be like, oh, hey, what up, man? And they'll be like, yo, switch, wild one, dog. Everything good? Yeah, man, good to see you, dog. Yo, I heard you're out here with the breakdance thing, man. Yo, top left, that's a real thing. All 10 toes, benching, like, yo, keep it a buck, eh? And you're like, yeah, cool, bro. You know, people <laughs> actually they actually talk. So, yeah, man, stupid. They, 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 never, they never leave the block. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, language is it. Language is a interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the regional styles, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember when I met when I met Tricky. Mm-hmm. Like when I really, because you know, I, any like prior to 2013, any time I saw Tricky, it was very brief on the battlefield. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like I never really rapped with him. It was always just kind of like, hey, yo, what up, man? Good, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. say what up. Jamie and and, uh, and Mug and like you know, like just quick it was quick. I never really talked to them. So we, we both were judging this event in Halifax back in 2013, and like you know, tricky. Like he likes to you know he likes to party. You know, so we were just jamming out and just hearing him speak. I was like, wow, this guy talks like he's a West Coast to the max. Like this guy here, man. Like his slang was off the chain. <laughs> I barely understood a lot of the shit he was talking about, to be honest. <laughs> yeah um all right let's let's move away from this toronto slang that's like right. black hole is sucking us into it yeah um, really. <laughs> yeah i want to I talk more about like your your music and like oh, yeah. what, what are you what are you working on these days um well right at the current moment like in terms of what i plan on releasing um, so, sorry, one quick thing for anyone yeah. that didn't know, like a lot of the videos that I make, like this is the guy that made the music that I put in a lot of videos. So, you know, go on, go on, go to his band camp, cop his album. <laughs> Search <laughs> so me up, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like uh, as of what I'm working to release right now. Like I was talking to you about it earlier, but me and my me and my big homie Testament were working on a project. We made a group called Roots and Roots, and it's um it's a Jamaican hip hop album, Jamaican inspired hip hop album. So all the drums, all the all the samples, all the like the skits, everything that we're gonna be trying to use is gonna be Jamaican inspired, either off of Jamaican vinyls or from Jamaican movies and stuff like that. Oh yeah. So, Working on that. Uh, me and me and Fate actually finished the whole like EP, so that he's 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 slacking on that. I was talking to him about that the other day. He's got a master for that, so that that's done. I I can't say when that's gonna come up, but now that yeah. we're quarantined, it should you should definitely have time. Um, I I've, I've been working on an individual project, like a rap album, 
And mm-hmm. I have I have quite a few songs done. I have about like ten songs done. But when it comes to my individual releases, like I've been very um I'm not gonna say critical, like I am very critical of what I've released, but uh I just take my time with it now. I, I used to I was once upon a time I was very like date driven. So I'd be like, yo, I'm setting this date and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna work towards it, right? Yeah. Which I think is a good way to be. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. But um, the last project I dropped, which was Dance Armstrong, it took me, like, from start to finish, like, like I can't say it took me a year and a half to, to finish, but the first beat I made from the release date that was on that project was a year and a half prior. So I was just kind of like, man, I really like this album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really liked it. It, it. it was received well. Yeah, it's good. So I was, huh? and it's good. Respect, respect, and I, I just felt like, you know, why, why rush if, if this process, like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I dropped that project; it was good. That this process seems to work for me, so that's kind of what I've been doing. You know? Yeah. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm working on, I'm working on a project right now called Game Seven, and um, yeah, man, like all I can really say about this one is like, <clears throat> it's gonna be just a lot of music it's a lot of shit that i like you know like my last project that i rapped on ultrasound i uh was trying to show the versatility i was trying to be like yo look how versatile i am you know i can i can do some pop songs i can do uh, yeah. some underground pop songs like i wanted to show the versatility and i feel like in retrospect i'm like why you know like you nobody was ever questioning the versatility you know <laughs> so like yeah. so like i um so this project is just like I'm just doing what I want. You know, oh, yeah. it's gonna be rare samples, like dope chops, dusty ass breaks, and you know, like a lot more singing, a lot more singing mm. than uh, I've done in any more any of my projects. And like I'm cursing on this one too, like ultrasound. I didn't really mention that. I didn't curse on ultrasound at all. I didn't swear oh, yeah. at all on that album. <laughs> and like that was something I always wanted to do. Like yo, I'm gonna do one project where I don't say the n bomb once. You know. So I didn't curse, but this one with M bombs and F bombs all over the place, you know. Well, I don't really sweat up. I don't sweat that much in general. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. really sweat that much in general. But yeah, I'm cursing on it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I'm kind of curious, like your your actual like musical influences. I know you oh. you share a lot of um. Uh, you shared it like the other day. Uh. Kill Scott? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, you know what? Hold up, I gotta my uh my fifteen percent. Yo, we just keep we just keep hitting forks in the road, man. We just keep hitting forks in the road. Yeah, yeah. So Sorry, I edit all this oh. up. Yeah, no, it's all good. And now my my girl's cooking, the fire alarm's going off. We're back. He's on Yeah. Forget what we're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Your musical influences and uh Yeah, so Gil Scott. Um so Gil Scott. Gil Scott. Yeah, so like like I say for I didn't start listening to Gil Scott till I was in middle school, till I was like thirteen or fourteen. So he wasn't that big at the beginning. Like if, at first it was my my uncle kinda like really put me on to music. He just, um, 
I don't know. He had a, he had a really good musical ear, and he was always listening to a lot of really dope shit. And just you know, I remember like specifically, I remember him bumping like D'Angelo and Eric Badu and Busta Rhymes. So naturally, I was just really into hip hop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My my dad listened to a lot of reggae. And so, like, I always, I always had an affinity for reggae too. Like, it was just nice, you know. But yeah. um, like, I, I remember um when I was uh, a little kid, I was like six or seven, and mm-hmm. my my uncle was living with us at the time, <laughs> and uh, he he had a bunch of CDs, right? So I had a PlayStation at the time. So I, like, being a little kid, like, I was like, oh, maybe if I try one of these CDs, it'll be a video game in my PlayStation, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I found this one CD, and it was called Beats from the Streets Volume 2. Uh-huh. And it was just like a bunch of old school classics at the time. So this was like 97 or 96. It might have been between 95 and 97. And these were songs from like 84, 82. Like I remember it was like Five Minutes of Funk by Houdini, Roxanne, Roxanne, Roxanne's Revenge. Um, basketball by Curtis Blow, like a lot of those songs were on it. So I remember hearing, like, you know, because you, you put the CD in and the songs come up. So I was listening to the songs and I don't know, man. I don't know what it was, man, but it got me, guys. Like, that was yeah. my hip hop really, like, it really, like, five minutes of funk really drew me in. I remember there's that bass line on it because it's like, first it just starts with the drums. It's like, poof. Five minutes of funk, and then it's like there's this bass line that's like, and I was like, as a kid, I was like, yo, this beat's so sick, right? And the way he raps on it, I don't even know the bull's name, but the way he raps on it, you know, he's like, yo, I probably won't leave until the thing, and in the meantime, in between time, you do your thing, I'll do mine. And I was like, yo, I like this, man. So I listen, I, I fell in love with that track. I fell in love with uh, Roxanne, Roxanne. And those were just kind of my joints off the album, you know? And from there, I was just like, my uncle took it in. He was like, yo, you you like these songs? Oh, and Sir, and Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot? <laughs> I was like, I, was, I don't know, man. I loved them. So, like, my uncle was like, you like these songs? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, I, I, at the time, I didn't get it. But, like, I remember, like, my, my mom and him were like, you know, this guy's, like, into some old school shit, you know? Because, <laughs> like, that was, like, when, like, Nas and Jay were taking over. Biggie's oh. died. Pacha's died. So people were, like, on that like, gangsta-ass shit. I was, yeah. like, yo, I like I like this conscious 80s, you know, like, very clean. So I, like, I started with that. Then my uncle was, like, when I was, like, in middle school, he was, like, all right, bro, like, it's time for you to evolve. And he gave me um, Beast Rhymes in Life. Midnight Marauders, Hard to Earn, Business as Usual by EPMD. And that's what really stuck. That, that's what started it. Like, East, just East Coast, New York City rap. You know, like, it just, that was, that was it. Like, obviously, there's a lot of, like, you know, it's kind of funny. I remember, like, my, my mom, like, when she used to, she used to be a younger, younger gal, you know, so she used to go out and party. She came home from the club one night. She's like, oh, hey, Adrian, they're handing out these CDs. So she gives me the CD, and it's this album called The Diary of Blake Savage, and it's this local <clears throat> rapper, Shaw Claire. So Shaw Claire is like a T-Dot legend. 
So I remember being like, oh, okay. And I remember listening to the whole album and really liking this song called Skunk. It was my favorite song. And um, yeah, I was like, so I was like, I was, I was keeping tabs on the local hip hop scene, like the Rascals, um, you know, Jacques Claire, Cardi, um, uh, Julie, Julie Black, like all those really dope local MCs, you know what I mean? But then, yeah, I was listening to a lot of New York City rap. And from there, like, you know, shortly after middle school, like in, in middle school, I started trying to rap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like around that time, I started listening to Gil Scott. Then I started breaking. I, like, I was already breaking, but I started getting involved in the community. So I remember hearing Street Player for the first time, Just Begun. Like, I heard all that for the first time when I was like maybe 13 or 14. And I was like, whoa. So it's just, it, it, I got hit with so many different genres of music at one time and i was only into hip-hop i I only liked hip-hop right but it wasn't until i got older that i could really appreciate other things like you know like i like i I remember when i heard um um nirvana's first album there's a song called about a girl on that and i was like holy shit like i was in high school right i was like i I love this shit yeah mtv unplugged with nirvana like that that's what really got me into grunge and with and transitioned me it's even res- appreciating like rock and classic rock and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now, and, and then when you start making beats, it's just like you like sound. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, sound. yeah. Not even music no more. You just like sounds, you know. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. Maybe the last. Well, we'll see how it goes, but last. The last thing I want to kind of get into is uh, we were kind of talking about before we started recording, like how how music and making beats and maybe emceeing and stuff like that has influenced or like vice versa, how how things have influenced each other, like music and dance and emceeing and these different things that you do, how they intermingle or whatever. But, yeah. Well. I feel like when it comes to like something like breaking, right? Like when I when I when I started breaking when I was a little kid, like I started breaking when I was twelve, and I started breaking alone. I didn't, I, I didn't for the first year I break, I didn't have I had VHS tapes, and then I had my space in my house, and then whoever school could kind of do it, I get down with. You know what I mean? And it's funny because we're talking about crew. That's yeah. Like, you know, my like my boy, Phil Fury, his birthday just passed. Happy birthday, Phil Fury, you know. Eastman, Juan, their birthday just passed, too. Happy birthday to those brothers, you know what I mean? Those are guys I all met around that time, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, we were all, a lot of us were just b-boys. Juan was always very musical. Phil and Phil Juan and Eastman were uh, visual artists. They're very nice with yeah, the yeah. pen. Rush, yeah. right? Um, I was just a b-boy when I started. I just break. And I remember, you know, like when you, when you look at dance, right? You're like, you see, when you, especially when you're a kid, you see people do moves. You're like, I'm going to try to do that. I think it's cool. It's visually appealing to me. Yeah. So I'm going to try to do it. And that's kind of the reason you dance. And then people tell you, yo, you don't got soul. You don't got foundation. So you get your foundation down to fit in because mm. you need, 
you need that approval in your community, right? There's like a lot of the reasons that you pick up things in your first few years of dance isn't because of how you feel about it necessarily yeah. in your body. It's more about it. It's somewhere in your head, right? You're just like, oh, like I want to win or I want to fit in. I want to get props. Um, <clears throat> so I remember just like learning how to use my body and all that. And, you know, I didn't really start like <laughs> rapping to me, like no offense, like lyricism, MCing. It's it's an art form and it's not easy to do, especially being a lyricist. It's like someone like Black Thought. It's not nobody else can do what Black Thought does, right? However, everybody can rap. You know what I mean? So I feel like even if yeah, if you're a b boy that raps, you're a b girl that raps. That's dope. But it's not rapping is not really gonna make your breaking better. I don't think because I was uh, rapping for years and maybe <laughs> it helped. I don't know. You know, I don't think so. Like, yeah. but when I started making music. There's a different feeling. Like, there's a different feeling, like especially playing an instrument, playing with a band. Like there's there's a different feeling. You really feel it. You you could be you can be playing with a band and y'all can be playing the same riff for five minutes, ten minutes, and it feels brand new the whole time. It's a real cipher. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of feeling to it. So you start to do things because almost the music's telling you to, and you're not thinking about it. It's it's subconscious. You're just kind of like. This is this feels right, so you do it. You try yeah. it. You're you're willing, yeah, yeah. willing to be uncomfortable, right? You're willing yeah. to even look stupid. But so like with breaking though, breaking so machismo, gotta, gotta be so hard, right? Like you can't look goofy, or or at least in our era, you it wasn't really that cool to look goofy. Yeah. So I, when when I started when I started making music, I just noticed that like I was really feeling it. I was like. Mm, man, for some reason, like I just want to like throw my, I just want to throw my shoulder here, and if I can catch a freeze, like yo, hopefully it happens, you know. Yeah. And it's just helped. And I remember I always used to say like, yo, foundation will save me. Foundation will save me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Everything falls apart. Right. I'm like, yeah, I can roll the dice because worst case scenario my foundation will save me <laughs> yo that's why it's basics are important you know or whatever your basics are whatever your <laughs> is build it strong <laughs> no, like, no, no, like, don't get me wrong don't try anything stupid because some people get it twisted right like yo yeah. word foundation is gonna save me i'm trying an effort in this battle i'm like yo you never done that before <laughs> but you know if, if you want to you know like if you want to hit that beat or if you want to burn someone mid move, yeah, you might be able to flirt with that because you're comfortable on your back. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you can make something happen. <laughs> some, some people just completely let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that before. It's kind of scary to watch. But anyway, yeah, like, uh, so like being into uh, music and making music and like say playing, you said playing with a band and, and, or playing with other people and stuff like that, like, did it kind of it helped you like appreciate music on a kind of deeper level or something or? Well, yo, on a different it's, level. It's like here's the thing, and it's like I guess it could be like you know, no, I think it's obvious. It's not it's not a chicken and the egg question. It's just like yo, what started first, dancing or the beat, right? Mm. Sure, the beat started first. I feel like dancing was a reaction. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like it. it there's a root to this. There's a reason that we do it. Yeah. Some some people do it for props. Some people yeah. do it for girls, you know. But 
it's like especially now now i i, I do it because it makes me feel good i think yeah. that's what me learning how to play music learning how to create music i think that's what it unlocked in my mind i was just like yo like i actually love this shit you know yeah yeah <laughs> like i because sometimes i'll be chilling and i'm tired and then the track will switch up and it's like a breezy drum break like hard drum break that i'm not familiar with and i'm just like yo like <laughs> even though i'm tired i'm getting down again you know like this beat is fire right so yeah, yeah. you know but you know like it, it takes time you know because i remember when i reached 10 years of breaking right i was 22 and i was like oh man i always waited for this day i'm a, I'm a decade in i'm a veteran and like that in comparison to like the year after or even like the, my 12th year like my 12th year of breaking compares to my 10th there's there were like light years apart like it was it was i was so much better when i was 24 like the, my knowledge of like self and understanding so there's, there's no amount of time it's really just like you take your time you get there you feel it yeah hopefully you get there, you get there. yeah yeah i think that's a big thing like you know people start for all kinds of reasons and <clears throat> they get in yeah they get into it for whatever reason but it's okay like it doesn't have to stay that way for the rest of your time with it like you should change and you should kind of explore different avenues and stuff like that and like that's that's not just breaking that's like everything whatever you yeah. do you know if you get set too set in your ways like you're gonna things are gonna change and you're gonna be like stuck there trying to figure out how skype works <laughs> right Yo, yeah. trust me, like, and, and that's one thing I, I like about my journey so far is because I was a very com competition-driven dancer for a long time. Yeah. I only cared about proving I was the best in every room I went in and winning everywhere I went. And, like, I actually did that. Like, I actually, like, tore up a lot of places I went. I didn't win everywhere, yeah. but I won a lot of jams, man. And I slapped up a lot of dope-ass b-boys from all over the world you know what i mean like to the point that like people know who the fuck i am you know what i'm saying so i was one day i was just like yo i did what i wanted people know i'm nice i might not get ten thousand followers or a hundred thousand views on the two but yo motherfuckers know who i am so i'm, I'm content with that and, and it's to the point now that even when i do enter battles like last year i entered three battles i entered three battles last year and i was like proper you know like it's just I don't even care. When I go, I, I really don't care. And yeah. now I do, I almost do better than I used to. Like, yeah, yeah. just because it doesn't, it's not that important. I'm like, hey, I don't, I, I don't need the money. I'm going to work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. there's a lot of things that can happen that put things in perspective or yeah, change up your mentality. Yeah. But at and the same like, time. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, go ahead. But at the same time, though, like, I, like, I think, go, tr like, tr trying to prove that you're the best dancer competitively in the world and going out and slapping up competition, like, I think that's important, too. And I would never downplay that to anybody. I'm like, I, I tell younger heads, I'm like, do that. Do it right now. Especially when you care about it. Especially when yeah. you care. Yeah. There's going to be, a, whenever you, you realize, you're like, yo, I'm going to fly out to some country I've never been to, go to a city I've never been to um pay fifty dollars to go to a two-day event spend a total of 20 hours inside some small venue 
with 500 sweaty ass mans that a lot of which don't practice personal hygiene. And then I'm going to go back home and people are going to be like, how's this trip? And you're going to be like, I didn't qualify. That shit was dope. You know, like it was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I was just well, like, like, yo, like part of it, right? Part of learning is yeah. part of it's it's part of the journey, I think. You know. Right? Because yo, whenever when, when we did the whole Le Mans trip, yo, yeah. we don't even talk about like we don't even talk about the battle. <laughs> yeah. We never even talk about the battle. You know what I mean? Like if we didn't if Vinny didn't have room in that whip, we would have split up and that probably would have been the end of the trip. But the fact that he made the room and we all kicked it, that's what made the trip dope. Yeah, yeah. That's what made we all kicked it as one unit. You and Mark did and had a little journey, I'm sure. And then me and Phil kicked it for a little bit longer and then we had a journey. And it was a great time. Yeah. It was a great time. It was one of the best times of my life. You know what I mean? So I'm just kind of like, I don't know. Like, it's just... It's really different strokes for different folks, but I never hate on anybody that wants to get their competition because you know winning competitions feels nice. I'm not gonna lie, it feels yeah, great. Every, everyone's got like yeah different things that they they want, right? And like uh, like for me, it, a lot of the big things that all these trips that I've been on, like the best things were always like the connections that I made with people, you know. And but like that's just me, right? And that's why like I'm doing this kind of thing right now instead of like trying to chase the oh i'll teach like online lessons or something like that like this stuff is more interesting to me is like i met these people and they got interesting stories and i want to sh like share those with people because i think these people are interesting and they they got something to share and uh, absolutely. absolutely and it's just and like, everyone's kind of different right you got to find out what you what you want yep no for yeah. sure but even, even you and i like we met in ottawa and probably what like 12 years ago something like that yeah oh wait yeah like 12 years ago yeah you know i mean so it's like and then throughout the years it's like I, i've i've probably been in vancouver the same time as you like maybe four times and then you've yeah. been to toronto once, and then we kicked once. it in we kicked it in europe and like and, and then, of course yeah like that's think about that that's like seven times yeah you know what i mean that's seven times and it's like we keep in touch yeah just yeah. to connect that we built you know and it's funny because like I, I initially like i was tied with rory i say in your squad i probably talked to him more and i don't know rory's living the dream life in thailand somewhere you know eating, yeah. eating peach salads you know what i mean <laughs> and like yeah and then mark like you know mark's i was never really that type of mark but anytime mark was in t-dot and he hollered like we'd link up and anytime yeah. i went to vancouver he'd link up so it's just it's just kind of funny like how like when you when you break down the amount of time we've actually spent together it's just yeah, it's like cool. it isn't that much but you've been keep, just you just keep in touch you know what i mean yeah 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 certain people certain yeah yeah, yeah. just bond or whatever and like it kind of comes back full circle to what we're talking about with like crew and stuff you know even though people are living in different places it doesn't mean that you know that crew is dead or it doesn't exist anymore or whatever like you can have connections where you don't see the person for like years and then you talk with them and, and it's like you saw them yesterday, right? Yeah. Like when's the last time we kicked it? Like what, 2018 maybe? 2017? One of your Vancouver trips. Yeah, no, but I remember I came to your crib and we had yeah. some sodas and that, that was actually it was a really nice day too. It was a lovely day. Yeah. Was, that was, I think that was 2017. 
I think it was 2017. That would make sense. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, I was, yeah. It was 2017. I remember yeah. I saw you at Shine event, but we didn't really kick it there that much because mm. I was on one that day. I was on one that day, man. <sighs> yeah, I was so hungover, man, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's a good spot to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, straight, straight. You know, but yeah, yeah like, man, good chat. Good, good talks. I think you had a lot to, a lot of interesting stuff to share. And, yeah, hopefully, uh, I hope pretty sure there's something in there. Yeah, I hope people watch this. Yeah, they get something out of it. And like, like I said before, this is the guy that made a lot of the music that I put on my channel. So if you like it, like, go check him out. I put the links in the in the description and stuff. So yeah, support people doing. Yeah, man, cool check stuff. me out. Uh, yeah. I'm dropping, I'm dropping some new music this summer, you know, regardless of if we're in quarantine or not. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm definitely dropping music now because I ain't got nothing else to do. I don't even got a job no more, so holla. Yeah, yeah, support, support. All right. I mean, we'll cut it there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash RazzyF2. That's R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. This also goes towards supporting my YouTube channel where I make tutorials and discussion videos. And you can find that at www.youtube.com slash RazzyF2, R-A-Z-Z-Y-F-2. Supporting on Patreon puts your name in the credits of the videos as a supporter, gives you access to a private Discord server where you can connect with fellow members, and gives you access to the full video versions of each podcast. I also offer private coaching there, so if that's something you're interested in, it's available. Once again, thank you for listening, and look forward to the next one. Peace.